Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Backpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become patreon today all right it is the ain't hard to tell podcast episode 38 i don't know what athlete number we're gonna go with? We have well, I went through choice. this. I went through this right before. So right before we get started, we always pick you know an athlete uh, to tribute the number, so to speak. Thirty-seven. We had Sean Alexander. This time, thirty-eight. Not really a strong group. We had no. Eric, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> we, definitely not. We had Eric Gagne. <laughs> we had Carlos Zambrano. We got my guy Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> we got Rick Aguilera. And we got Eugene Daniel. You're a Colts fan, right? <laughs> ah, see, our, our guest, our guest might like this, and we'll introduce our guest. Yes, our guest so. is Michael Grady. Uh, so I'm saying this to him, and really, yeah, I'm one of my favorite sideline reporters in the NBA. Also, <laughs> people know me. I've oh, done man. some sideline reporting myself, so I always respect the work of other sideline reporters. He is a sideline reporter for the Brooklyn Nets, working for the Yes Network. Also, a host, a reporter slash host. He does that as well too. Emmy Award winning sports reporter, and he's a radio host. Who does a show on 107.5 FM and 1070 The Fan in Indianapolis, where he worked before. And you were also from, correct? Yeah, from it's, Indianapolis. You're from yeah. Indy. And you're from before. Michael Great. Mike, no welcome to the show, man. Hey, good to be here with yeah, you guys, man. you know? Yeah, bro. Good to be here with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Down. Glad, glad, glad to have you here. So Eugene Daniel, are we rolling with that? Uh, no, you don't want to roll with Eugene Daniel. <laughs> Damn, you don't want to. <laughs> good, I, I, good I, people. Look, that was a little before my time. So I'm kind of deferring yeah. to you guys on this. I, I was going to just defer completely to Mike on yeah. this. I was like, right, he's so, an indie guy, no, a coach His guy. name actually came up this week on the radio show because we were talking about Toast Cornerbacks. Oh. And he was, one of, he was like, so he's a Quentin he's like Jammer? He's like the original. He's he a was, Quentin Jammer? Yeah, and he played for a long time, too. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, he was like the original Toast. We used to, uh, <laughs> Are you ever surprised you know? at guys that played for that long when he was constantly getting burnt? You know, I, I think it's kind of revisionist history because he was a decent cornerback. Right. But as he got, you know, as he got older, I mean, it's just tough. It's just tough, but yeah, he played for a long time. You see a lot of guys like that yeah. play for a while, and it's like, how? How? <laughs> how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well Kwame Brown is another one. How? He was in the league for uh, like you know, 12 years. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it, it. Things have shifted. You know, if you were a big dude, you could play in the league for a long time. That's true. Nowadays, you know, Roy Hibbers, he's, he's bagging groceries or something like that nowadays, you know. So and Roy was, like, giving the Miami Heat the business a handful of years ago. So back in the day, a guy like Kwame Brown, you could, you could last for a little while. Nowadays, yeah. nah, you can't do it. If you, if you don't have the skill set to play in today's game, yeah, it's then not gonna happen. it's not going to happen. Um, so you came from Indy yeah. um, to Brooklyn. Now, I'm, I'm a Brooklynite. I'm only Brooklynite here, so I'm, I'm, I'm a Brooklynite. Um, <laughs> But you came from Indy, and now tell tell us about your start and that journey, and you know what it was like coming from Indy to to. to yeah, New yeah, no, it was um, I, I, radio started everything for me, and so I was doing radio in high school, and mm-hmm. then was doing radio in college, and at first I wanted to do the music thing, and then it was a case of man, you know, I love the music so much. If I'm in the studio and I'm playing the so- same songs over and over again, you know how it is in radio, you got to play the hits, you got to play them over <laughs> and over again. I thought I was gonna fall out of love with the music, so mm-hmm. I love sports too, and that's when I started to shift gears towards sports. Uh, I went to um, Vincent's, which is just south of Indianapolis. Got out of there, was sending resumes everywhere, and I got a shot at a station called WIBC. 
handful of years later, they turned it into an all-sports station. Ooh. We didn't have a budget for, like, a voiceover guy, so I was the voiceover guy. Nah. The Pacers were looking for a PA announcer at that same time. They heard my voice on the radio. They said, hey, you know, you interested in coming over here? Started working with the Pacers. My first year doing PA was Paul George's rookie year with the Pacers. Gotcha. Okay. And so, uh, and then a couple years after that, I got my own radio show at the sports station. A few years later, sports anchor at one of the uh, local TV stations took a job in Miami. Another sports guy took that job and left an opening right at the time that the NBA playoffs were about to start. And they said, well, this guy works with the Pacers. He looks okay. He's got a voice. <laughs> maybe he can Maybe he can uh, work with us for, like, just this playoffs run and see how he does. If it's not that bad, okay. You know, good. We get right. through it, and that's it. So uh, it was the last season that, that Paul George, Lance Stevenson, David West group was together. And they was beat that him. the year to beat the Knicks in the second round? Uh, was, yeah, no, it was after that. It was okay. after that. Yeah, that was um, Atlanta in the first round. To, almost got up. beat by Atlanta. Then beat, yes, then beat the, the Wizards, and then they lost to uh, and lost to Miami Heat. It's still so, part of a good run. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> it was a good run, and so I got a lot of TV time. They liked what I did and got a contract after that, and I uh, did that for three years. Did the radio show, Pacer Games, TV for three years, and then my TV contract was coming up, and um, uh, I was talking to my agent about, hey, you know, let's see what's see what's out there, and um, the Nets job just kind of came, and it was a no brainer. It was a no brainer to kind of work. Take some. It's, it's kind of crazy. You go to New York. New York's all about the hustle and doing a whole bunch of jobs and wearing a whole lot of different hats. Yes. I was working. You know, I was working seven days a week. You know, in Indianapolis and doing so many different things. And so coming to New York, it's almost like a vacation. You know, I, I, this summer, man, I haven't done like I'm going crazy. What am I? You know, it's like um, you know. So it's it's uh, it's amazing, man. I've always loved New York and um, really falling in love with Brooklyn. And uh, and so it's been it's been amazing. You said the right things there about Brooklyn. Right. I like it. I like you it. know, I, I ain't gonna front. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I mean? If I didn't like it, I wouldn't say it. You yeah, know right. what I mean? But uh, you know, it I'm felt. Gonna, have to kick you off the yeah. <laughs> it felt comfortable right away. It's funny because I remember uh, your your Indianapolis post like on Twitter. And you were yeah. putting your goodbye and everything. Yeah, there were yeah, people yeah, yeah. commenting like, "Oh, now there's 20 job openings in Indianapolis." Now that you left, <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. you were talking about doing everything, yeah, like yeah, PA and everything. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it like, was a lot. It what was, was a lot? Were you, did you grow up a Pacer fan? Yeah, yeah. So Reggie Miller and the Ugh. Knicks and hated the Knicks growing <laughs> up, man. And so yeah, I did not yeah. do that on purpose. No, no, it's no, no. Good. But we we can talk about that because I don't I don't even know if I've uh, really had a conversation with another somebody who grew up. Um, as a Pacer fan, yeah. and me as a Knicks fan, and what it must have been like at that time. We yeah. had great series. We had the Bulls fan uh, not that long ago. We did. So okay. we, did, we did have that. So, but Yeah. You got one beating already. I, those, <laughs> listen, though, yeah, those series, Mike, were so, they were so tense all the time. Yeah. And the energy and the hate, whether it was at Market Square yeah, or at the Garden. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for me, one of my worst sports memories. And you probably know where I'm going. Because oh, yeah. I'm sure it's a great one for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> When Reggie Miller scored the uh, eight, points, eight points and, eight, and yeah. 13 seconds or whatever. Yeah, 8.7, And gave yeah. Spike the choke sign. And then the Knicks lost that series on Patrick Ewing missing the, the finger roll yeah. layup when he could have dunked it when he blew past Rick Smith. <laughs> I, will, I will share this publicly on this podcast. I, I remember the day. I remember sitting on a Sunday afternoon and watching the game with my dad. And I went into my bedroom and... Shed a few tears. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that makes me feel good, man. I'm gonna use that on the radio show in Indy real soon, man. I'm gonna use that real soon. And I look, I hated the, I hated the Knicks with the passion, man. And I look back on it now. I don't know if you do, but I look on it, you know, with nostalgia. Me and, too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I have mad respect for those guys. So, like when Oakley was going through his thing with Dolan or whatnot. I was like real upset. I was like, "Come on, man! Oakley's, Oakley's like a that dude. You because can't, you, you respected know, you how respected. same thing. I have the same level it's of respect. Like for things the, have changed in the league. I hated, you don't have I hated Reggie Miller, but yeah. it was nice to have those teams and players that you hated. I'm sure it was the yeah. same for you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I hated Anthony Mason. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't like I didn't like John Starks. Obviously, headbutt Reggie, guy. all that type yeah. of stuff. But you know what? If I was a, if I was a Nick fan, John would be my favorite dude. He was my dude. You that know? was my dude. You know, yeah. it's like the underdog back against the wall. This dude shouldn't be in the NBA. He's going out there getting buckets and and playing with that swagger and bravado and things like Loved that. It. So I I, I, res, I respected that a great deal. But I miss those matchups. I miss those rivalries. Like we expected that every single year. We knew we were going to see Pacers yes. and Knicks. We knew they were going to go at it. We knew it was going to be a great series. Now, what I feel you, you know? What's I feel you? Uh, yeah. Oh man, what's that rivalry now? And hey, like who can we look, you, look forward to you know, seeing again, again, and again? And, and you know what the thing is that hurts that is because. 
the culture's changed so much where people are shifting teams yeah. all the time. Yeah. So you're not really going to get those rivalries where, you know, Reggie Miller comes up in Indiana and Patrick Ewing comes up with the Knicks. And, and then you got the, stay there, yeah. the Bulls stay, you know, where they are, Jordan and Pippen. You're not getting that so much more. Uh, maybe you're getting it with certain players like Westbrook and Durant, but you're not really getting that with teams I miss anymore. that, though. I, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm with Mike in that I miss that. I agree. Yeah. I loved yeah. – I loved – I remember as a kid, I used to, the regular season games, if the Knicks were playing the Pacers, it was like circle on my calendar. Yeah. Oh, I was man. on hype. Sunday it, afternoon, man. Yeah. Sitting yeah. in front of the TV, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah. you would just, you know, even whether it was home at the Garden or the Knicks were going to Market Square, and I just remember watching this, like the Pacer fans were like, you know, Market Square, <laughs> I, I haven't been there, but I heard how good that arena was yeah. where it was really on top of, the crowd was really on top of the players. Yep. and. Just seeing that energy on the other side was like it was dope. Those road games were dope watching it. And I'm sure you felt the same way. The Pacers oh, coming to New York. The Oregon man, yeah, man. It just yeah, yeah. You it just, just remember that it stuff. Just remember that stuff, yeah. man. The, the NBA on NBC theme, it was just every everything was just magical. We sound we sound old like we sound old talking about the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like the music, the NBA on NBC music. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah, man. I get goosebumps every time I hear yeah, it. Even though I was really young when that happened. <laughs> not to not to not to bring that up. Shut man. up, man. <laughs> So, Mike, um, one of the things I think that's interesting about what you do is you still are doing a radio show that's in Indiana, but you're doing yeah. it while here in New York. Yeah. How, so how often are you on, number one, and um, how was the process of doing that? Yeah, so it's Monday through Friday. It's 10 a.m. to noon, and um, I've got a co-host there in Indianapolis, which makes it easier. And so um, with the season, there may be times where I have to may, maybe miss a half hour or miss you know, a little section of time if I have shoot around or something like that that I need to be present for. Right. Uh, but for the most part, it's easy. If it was a three-hour afternoon show, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. But mm-hmm. 10 a.m. to noon, it's not really conflicting with a whole lot. And it's just like it's just like chatting with your boys. It's like doing this and, right. and just keeping it going. So I didn't want to give that up. I've got family in Indianapolis. They can still hear my voice. So my grandparents, they still listen, you know, on a regular basis. My mom nice. gets to hear my voice. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's easy. It's, it, it's easy and it's fun. And I still have that little bit of that connection there, you know. Have you gone back to Indianapolis since leaving for Brooklyn? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I'll so. Go here mom then. Yeah, I got to check it. Yeah, check it. yeah they'll, they'll get on me. They'll get on me in a heartbeat. So, right. yeah, no, I'll go out there, check on them, see how they're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. How, you, I mean, obviously, even though you're away, obviously, there's so much way we can connect into sports and information. Yeah. You're, you're still heavy into the Indianapolis sports scene, so... Staying on what's going on with the Colts and the you yeah. know, Pacers and everything, and like you're still very connected there. Yeah, you know what? If I if I wasn't, then I couldn't do the radio show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of have to stay on top of the Colts. If I go on there and I talk about a dude who's already left or they cut or I'm not that knowledgeable or whatnot, they'll right. kick me off the like, end of hard. Yeah, get this dude out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, and it's the same thing with the, with the Nets and things. So I got to make sure that every everybody that I work for, they feel like I'm giving them their undivided attention. So with the Nets, with Yes Network, I got to make sure that they feel. When I'm doing a Yankee broadcast during the summer or when the next season comes up, I'm working so hard that they feel like I, they have my undivided attention. And the same thing with the uh, same thing with the, the uh, with the radio show. What was that adjustment period like to Brooklyn? Because you kind of mentioned this before, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine I've never been to Indianapolis yet, <laughs> yeah. but I would imagine that Indianapolis and Brooklyn are very different. Yeah, but you know what? I wasn't like isolated. I didn't stay in Indianapolis. I, I traveled. I saw the world. You know what I mean? I, I got out. I saw things. And um, I loved the New York vibe mm-hmm. before I made the decision to move out here. And so I headed down to New York, L.A., Miami. Like, those are the spots, like, yo, my agent, hey, if the <laughs> opportunity comes up here, this would be amazing. And then I visited – Miami was third on the list because there's more opportunities in L.A. and New York. Right. But I visited L.A. and New York within a week of each other. I was in L.A. For, to get away for vacation, and then I went to a, came to an art show in New York. And it was within, like, three or four days of each other. And it was after that that I was like, nah, it's got to be New York. It's got to be New York. And so it's, it's, yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's the pace. It's the hustle. It's the um, just the culture. You know what I mean? Uh, L.A. feels like a vacation. I like going there to recharge my batteries. Yeah. But I like living. I really love living in New York. I know Net fans really like you. Oh, you know, I, I hope so. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I know that yeah, for right. a fact. They'll 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 be excited when this goes out. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> oh, yeah. and I want to grow. I want to grow with it. You know what I mean? Um, the team is you know on the rise, and next summer is massive, and so. To be a part of that, you know, a few down years on the rise and then to see it come full circle, man, it'd be a fun to be a part of that. So I don't want to go anywhere any, right. anytime soon. What was it like for you because you did radio and you were – you did you do – you had any side, previous sideline experience? I just want to make sure. No, 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 no sideline experience. Before, no. so that's what I wanted to ask you. Not yeah. not previously having sideline experience 
and it's a little bit of a different animal. Although I think if you're good broadcasting, you'll be fine anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, but what was it like, you know, transitioning to that to know how, now having to do pregame hits, being a this, shoot around stick, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know what? It was um, it was all exciting, man. I just it, it was just so much off of my plate coming from Indianapolis that when I came here, man, I was just so excited. Whatever they needed me to do, I was gonna be all over it. And uh, I've been doing this, you know, been doing it for a while. Um, a lot of it is memorization. A lot of it is homework. The big difference was I got the job in September, moved out here in October, and by that point, the se- you know, the preseason was, was already rolling. rolling. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a good enough time to really, like, get ingrained in the community, visit with the players. You know, it was like first regular season game. It's like, how you doing on Michael? That's, you know what I mean? And <laughs> right. you really want training camp, media day, all this other type of stuff to get to know these guys. So that was probably the biggest transition is it was getting to know the guys on the fly, establishing that trust because they don't know who I am. You know, you have a rough game. It's like, hey, how you doing? What happened tonight? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Have you? You know had, what I mean? What is the most awkward encounter you've had in a similar situation like that, or you know, you had to go up to a player after the game because you know you're yeah, TV, yeah. and you have you have to get you have like, to you yeah. know especially like uh, Paul George for example if he has a rough night or they lose a big playoff <laughs> game that's one, that one <laughs> right 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 um, Paul Paul was actually real chill about the whole thing there were a couple of times where he was upset mm-hmm. but there really wasn't a signature moment with him Roy Hibbert toward the end of his time got real feisty with the media mm-hmm. and it was a case where he started talking a big game and then when he couldn't back it up on the court we have to talk about yeah, that yeah. like bro you said you were going to do this and you <laughs> calling guys out <laughs> for that deliver, and, right. and you got a stat line of 2 4 and 2 what do you you know right. what really happened out there and then he got real he got real hot so oh, he man. was he was uh, he yeah, probably knew the end was near. <laughs> he probably did, and I liked where he right. So did George, I. I liked him in Georgetown. You know what I mean? Like I like yeah, but you got, you got what Mike is trying to say too is like you, just in life, if you're gonna talk, you got to back it up. You have to, you got to yeah, back yeah. it up, and uh, you can't and, be surprised if you get asked about it or you get called out. You know, yeah, so yeah, you can't exactly. be surprised. You got to be happens. able to face those uh, consequences if you want to call it that <laughs> after the fact. Right, right, right. What do you do? do you like? Uh, do you prefer doing sideline stuff at home or on the road? Is there anything crazy thing that fans say to you on the road? Oh, you know what? As the season <laughs> went along, you know, um, again, everything was so new this season. So we do this game in the second quarter. I think, uh, who am I? Who am I? Yeah, and so oh, okay. I didn't know yeah, what yeah, yeah. you know I really didn't know what who am I was about they were telling me about it kind of in the preseason and I'm like oh, okay yeah whatever it's just some cute <laughs> little game I did not realize how serious they Yo, take this thing like R- this is Ryan Rucco like, oh, really Rucco like <laughs> Rucco's all Rook's in on that it's like all about that like he's he's it's it's like <laughs> it's mid-August and I'm telling you right now, I don't know where he is, but he's probably studying for Who Am I for next season. <laughs> Wherever he is right now, he's probably studying. Did he him. win last year? So he won, and he was so hyped. It was it was bananas. It was a great moment. He'll on be the, reminding it was a great moment that. on it. But he's gonna brag about that throughout the whole season. He was talking trash. Um, <laughs> Your record was not that but good, it was, right? Was that? Your record wasn't that it good. Was, it season. started off poor, which is expected. And then you start, I saw you started. You know, the most up. you know the most embarrassing thing was so the first game was against Indiana, right? And um, that's right. Uh, the first question was on who am I was, you know, this is my second NBA team. And then I forget what the second clue was. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, that's me. Michael. And I said my name. So I got it. But I, w- I needed the third clue to know that it was me in the who am I game. I was the answer. I didn't even realize this. So that's that gives you an idea just how bad I was in the early going. <laughs> I picked it up mid-season, and then I kind of tapered off at the end. Right. So it was, but it was fun. But I didn't realize how big it was. But you were asking home away, yeah. Um, because the reason I asked that was because people can see you now, whether it's league pass yeah. or fans from all around the country can yeah. know who you are. So they get to arena, they're like, "Oh, that's Michael Grady." I seen him on the net game or that yeah. broadcast, right? So Atlanta was so Atlanta. Um, it's not a really good seat in Atlanta. We like sitting in the corner in Atlanta, and somebody mm-hmm. leaned over the railing and was like, "Yo, Michael Grady." I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, love your work, man. You're doing a great job on Yes. you got to step it up on Who Am I, though. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> man, it happened twice in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. It happened twice. In Atlanta. It in happened Atlanta twice. twice. First visit, it was, it, was, it was a white cat set it over the bar. And then another time I was visiting with one of the players. It may have been Damari Carroll's family or whatnot. Okay. And I was walking back, and it was this black dude. It was real nice. Was like, hey, man, what's up, brother, man? Hey, man. Where am I, man? You gotta come on, man. I, I'm pulling for you, bro. I'm pulling for you. I was like, this game is serious. So yeah. nah, I'm gonna be ready. I'm, I gotta be ready for next season. Are you gonna start studying? To I'm gonna start. Stu- to- I'm gonna start studying. I'm gonna start studying. It's funny though, cause I, I, uh, 
There's just so much that you have to pay attention to, but you got to take that seriously, man. Irons won one. Sarah Kustak's won one. Yeah. Rooks just got his. I think Sarah so now, won it last season. Yeah, last yeah, season. yeah. She yeah, won yeah, the yeah. season before. This, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, right. no, so I got to pick it up. So you got to step it up. I got to step if it you up, come, man. If you come back on here next time, I'm going to be like, yo, what's up with that record? What's up? And yeah, and I, and I can't Roy Hibbert you. I got to be, oh, I gotta be oh, straight oh, up. See, I got to be. See, Mike, see, that's how you know Mike's a good broadcast. He was able to bring it back. Yeah. I got to be. In the first segment. I can respect that you won't be Roy Hibberting me. No. No, no, no. All right, so we're, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mike about some hip hop stuff because yes. we knew he was coming <laughs> Her on. Her request. Her request. <laughs> Mike asked to talk. This is going to be the rest of the show right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Mike asked to talk music because he saw a tweet uh, before he came on from somebody who was not happy about something we talked about last week. We'll get, we'll get oh. into that. Uh, we'll That's get funny. into that when we come back on A Hard to Tell Podcast. <laughs> Listeners, you know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible, and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't Hard to Tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. All right, welcome back to Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, episode 38. Our guest is Michael Grady. He is the sideline reporter for the Brooklyn Nets. You can catch him on the Yes Network. Mm-hmm. And Mike, like us, part of the things that we talk about on this show, we are big fans of music. Yeah. Um, particularly hip-hop, but all genres of music. Yeah. So we're going to kick you off with this. What, what are you listening to right now? Uh, it's a playlist of certain songs from albums that have come out in the last couple months. Okay. And so, um, it's been a really good summer for hip hop. You know, I think it's, I I think whether or not you think the quality is amazing or not, the fact that guys are putting out stuff, um, and the beef with Push and Drake, I like that because it, it, Push couldn't say what he said on the album if the album was whack. Like, right. Push said, okay, yeah. I'm calling this dude out. This album has got to be dope. Yeah. And then Drake, you know, okay, I can't come out with something that's weak, whether or not you whether or not you vibe with Drake or not, whatever. The fact that it's like, okay, ooh, um, dude, this dude's coming at my neck. I got to come really strong on this. Right. And so I like competition in hip-hop. I like that feeling of I gotta, I have to do something that's amazing. I agree. Or, you know what I mean, and, and, and pushing the boundaries as opposed to I want another check. Let me just put some, some stuff out mm. there. Which is what so, the majority of people are doing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so no, it's, no, it's, 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 a, it's a, um, a playlist, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but it's got songs from Daytona on there. Um, what what Ye did, you know, in the month of what was it June or whatever it was, was 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 strong. Um, J Cole was a little bit before that, but yep. he's certainly certainly on there. Uh, Jay, um, combination of stuff, just a combination of stuff, man. It's been a good summer. Okay, it's so been listen. a good summer. So let me ask you, Astro World was the most recent one. Sure. I have not listened to, that. I'm not a Travis Scott fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's, yeah. So I, I, it's funny because my I gave sister it a in law was, was like, "You got to listen to it." So I was like, oh, I'll, "I might give it a shot." No, you it's, don't. You don't. You got a most deaf shirt on, so no, it's probably not. Your, it's probably not your speed. He totally prejudged my hip hop. <laughs> no, it's just, he was like, like if you rocking a most deaf T-shirt, you probably not vibing. Probably with not. You know, it's funny. Like, hey, sometimes some prejudgments are pretty accurate. I feel like that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so I'm not, even, not like I'm affected by that or anything. Yeah, no, I'm no, because I'm with you because uh, um, especially if you're a fan of lyricism, and that's that's I that's am. why I'm a, I'm a big and so Travis Scott's not a it's a it's a vibe. It's a who was um who's another one um uh, like came vibe out music? yeah it's uh my man came out the same um he came out the same day as Daytona 
Uh, ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. Okay, so ASAP yeah, yeah, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ASAP's yeah. not a he's not a lyricist, but if you it's it's a vibe when you if listen you, to you it. You know what I mean? It's like just right. the music, the production, that type of stuff. It's a vibe. I feel, I feel like, like Travis same way. I feel like there's something to be said uh, with certain songs that are a vibe. But you know, some of the things they're saying are like highly problematic. Not that they are, <laughs> but I'm saying like there are certain songs where the, you get you know all the lils, yeah. <laughs> they come out with new music. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like Migos yeah. was like that with Bad and Bougie, right? Like I think that song was like a great vibe. But like, yeah. but when you actually listen to what they're yeah, saying, yeah, like, I'm like, it's real problematic. But I'm like, yo, but I like it though. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like all that. No, you know? I, I fight that. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I don't have a single Migos, Kanye West. I can't even think, you know, these type of dudes. I don't have a single song of theirs on my on a playlist. Right? I'm on, no. no. I mean, it, yeah. and it's cool. You said this. You thought it's been a pretty good summer for hip hop. Yeah. Do you have a early album of the year or album that you really album um, that you really like so far? I just felt, I really felt like Daytona was real strong, man. I'm uh, um, in terms of like message and the vibe. I really like J Cole's um, record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like that was really strong, um, but. I mean, Push is like forty one, man. <laughs> it was like it was forty one years old, man. Nah, and, his album was his album and, strong. And so his production five, was nine. strong, and his lyricism was. I mean, yeah, this has been this is this is, this is a strong couple months for old dudes. You know what I mean? From <laughs> J Rock to to Push, J Rock, um, yeah. Again, you know, uh, again, well, Ye's month was J Rock's strong. not old, right? He's like he's been in the game for a minute. But yeah, that yeah. Way. How old is J Rock? He's just like early 30s all right okay. we have the oh, power that's, of yeah, wikipedia yeah, that's, that's old that's old in today's in, t in hip hop in, in hip -hop 33. Today. <laughs> 33 yeah he's okay but yeah, it's true old, he has been around kid. like 10 you know what i mean like the uh what was it yeah. all my life with lil yeah. wayne yeah. i remember watching right. that music video in like 2008 yeah, <laughs> you know right. yeah he's been around yeah. he was he was like first out of tde which right. is yeah. why everyone's like trying to give him his respect now right right, <laughs> right. right. j cole's not an old you know old cat either you know what i mean but he's, he's also 33 who, who's he schooling? Little pump little, little pump is, yeah, yeah little, little pump at the end of the thing pump got you know an album I mean? coming out yeah you know what i mean so like <laughs> j cole's like an old head <laughs> you know so um so no, so there was uh, um, I say I say Daytona's up up there. But okay. There's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Ah, they're, 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 they're definitely. You gonna listen to that little pump album, Dex? <laughs> it's called Harvard Dropout. People actually think he dropped out of Harvard when he's turning 18, like in a week. <laughs> so why is I it called Harvard Dropout? I don't get it. Then. Because you can do whatever you want now. That's why. So your album titles don't have to mean anything. No. Okay. I thought, I thought we were past this. Like, <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you thought I was going to say something about that. Let, I mean, let, me, let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Nicki Minaj yeah. just dropped the I album. I listened to it last night. The hell? I did. <laughs> I did. So, I, so you, kept, yeah. I, you know, I was traveling last week. and um, Oh, that's your excuse? No, 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 no. no. Hold on. <laughs> no offense. But like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm about to tell this. I'm about to explain why. I mean, I like Chun-Li. I was but... traveling last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, my fiance's sister was like, Oh, you need to check out this one song on the Nicki Minaj album. So when I dropped off this rental car at the airport last night and I was coming Barbie back Dreams. home, you Barbie Dreams, which is a nice flip on Biggie's um, Dreams. And I, I like it. I, I heard, like I it. heard it's, it's a good song. I haven't heard it. It's good. I like the song. It's worth it. All right. So I listened to about the first three tracks in the car, and then I was taking an Uber home, listening to some more. And on the train ride, I went to Coney Island last night, came back home, was listening to the rest. Do you want my thoughts on the album? Does anybody care? Yes. I know what I think yes. about the album? Yes. First, first couple of tracks past Barbie Jeans, solid. Not bad. End of the album, it was all noise. <laughs> At that point, I was just like, everything sounded the same. I was yeah. waiting for that part. I didn't care anymore. <laughs> it was, and here's what made me mad. A couple months ago, Nicki Minaj comes out and says, hey, doing this album, it's not going to be heavily trap influenced. It's going to be a lot more boom bap. I'm from New York. And then Sean Lee came sound. out, which was a boom bap like song. Yeah, 95% of this album is trap. So it's the same and there's nothing as a trap sound. I just hoped, thought there could be more diversity in sound, and there wasn't. I'm a little disappointed. I don't know if I'm disappointed. Why am I saying that? I'm not disappointed in that. <laughs> uh, you know, did you I, listen? I want to see. I, I listened to it on the way here, and I so don't judge me. Yeah, no, I, and you know, because I, I, no, I, I thought surprised it, you listened. To I, it. I thought it might come up, and I was like, you know, let me give it. A, let me give it a quick listen man, while I'm man, on my way. I this thought man it might came come prepared. Up. <laughs> and um, well, I didn't. I didn't listen. To nah, <laughs> I just uh, I was same way. It was a song after a song or two after Barbie Dreams. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm vibing with it, and she's giving that. You know that Nikki flow that caught everybody's attention in the first place, and then 
I just I just tuned out. I just I, the music's playing, but I really don't care what's being said. It's nothing that's really grabbing my attention. The production really wouldn't grab my attention or anything like that. And so I was done. I was done. And did so you make it all I'm the way disa- through 19 I'm tracks? Disa- I'm disappointed. What's that? It's 19 it tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, it's oh, yeah. And like, you, know, you know how I feel about that. Yeah, 19 and nah, like, if no, you if you make a song, skits, it, you know. oh, God. Yeah. if you make <laughs> an album that's that long, it has to deliver like. The did way you, the way it, voice, it, the way Book of Ryan did the way Book of Ryan right. did. no the commute was a little bit shorter than what I thought it was going to be so <laughs> I didn't get I didn't make it to the finish um, but nah it didn't do anything for me and so and from a disappointed standpoint I feel like all the women are going at each other like you know <laughs> Car- you know yeah. Cardi and Nikki and every, you know so it's it, I was I want to see a female you know hip hop artist really do something dope you know what I mean and. Well, people mm. would throw Cardi B in your face after you say that. So to that, you say what? It's height. It's it's not. You know. Yeah. I, you know. I'm and here's you. the thing. I like I like Cardi. I do too. I like Cardi. I like her vibe. I Somewhat. like her energy. All of that. Yeah. Um, but nah, the album. You know. It's, it's just, okay. Nah, it's like it's I, okay. I listened to it. I think twice. And I haven't Still. never revisited it. Nah. You said something. I'm gonna save this for the extra. We're gonna do an extra on this podcast. Yep. Mike's gonna sit in with us. But there's an artist. A, you said you would like to see a woman do something really dope in yeah, hip hop. I know where you're going. And there's this artist out right now yes, who I'm I know really feeling, and I think she might be the one. Okay. I have not. Wait, do I know where you're going? I don't know uh-oh, if you know where uh-oh. I'm going. <laughs> you might be lost. Um, I think that I've not heard a woman spit this good, and she could sing, since Lauren L. This is very and high that's, praise. That's I'm the standard. That's, that's the standard right there. And, that's, and, and, yeah. and I want to further it by saying this regardless of gender, I have not been this excited about somebody since J. Cole and Kendrick. That's how good I think this person is right now that okay, I've heard. who is she? She's an artist called Chica. She's from Alabama. She is now in... From Bama. In, in, yeah. yeah she's, now in, she's now in New York. She did an appearance on Funkmaster Flex to a freestyle about two months ago, maybe two and a half okay. months ago. And what she does is she's on Instagram and Twitter, and she posts these videos rapping over all these beats that come out now. She is... L. Y'all need to check her out. Chica. 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 C-H-I-K-A. If, you're, sh- if you if you say you like lyricism, Mike, I know how you feel. <laughs> I know what you like. She's dope. Because I was going to I was And you know say, me. I'm, I, not, I'm not on a hype train. I thought you were going to go Rhapsody. No, I, that's I, why I no, was No, like, Rhapsody's already Rhapsody, out, and I love, yeah. I love Rhapsody. And I'm actually going to say this. I think this chick could be better than Rhapsody. And I think Rhapsody is the illest. Mm. I would just, right now. I would just have, I haven't had a chance to have like a long conversation about this, but I was asking, um, I was yeah. thinking about, you know, who if, if a female was coming out with a double album in the same way as Drake, like whose would be the dopest? Like go back 20, 20 years. We're and you, you already brought any, anybody. You could pick anybody, any woman any woman, that's and to come out with a successful double album just like Drake's did, singing and and rapping. Only, oh, to me, it's only Lauren. It's only Lauren. Only Lauren. I don't it's only Lauren. I, I mean, think, I could I also think, say I think, Queen I, think Beyonce, I think Beyonce's done some stuff. Oh, we're, to, we're, to, we're talking we're, about not just rapping. We're talking about it's again. Drake's album was one was singing. One and rapping. one was okay, rap. So you don't want to hear Beyonce rap for a whole. I love Beyonce. I well, Beyonce I'm just saying Beyonce people, like showed people, a little bit in that. Oh, in that, uh, and yeah, on the yeah on that on that last last little album. Yeah. Do I think Beyonce could do it? Yes, absolutely. I'd, I'd still pick. Lauren. I mean, I'd still pick. I think you know, Lauren would do it better, the, I, but I think yeah, Beyonce could do it. But would Lauren, Lauren show was, up for her concerts? Hey, man, I I uh, I got my money back. I went to see her at the House of Blues in Chicago a handful of years ago, and. Um, uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So I drove please. up. Yeah, so I drove up from Indy, and I didn't know the story about Lauren Hill showing up late. <laughs> and so I go and I, I um, the, had the girl I was with at the time had my little cousin with me. We we're all going out there and excited, you know. And like I love Lauren to death. Me too. Like to death. And that album's look fire. Nikki can flow. Cardi's got some flow. Um, you know, Lil Kim was really good. Lauren Hill Agreed. was such an unbelievable lyricist. Agreed. Like yeah. she's unbelievable yeah. and slaughtered everybody. Yeah. So love Lauren Hill. So I'm like, okay, let's go out there. We're gonna see this concert. Driving three hours out there. I had to do the radio show the next day too. So I gotta be up at ten AM. Yeah. The show was supposed to start at ah, maybe like eight o'clock or eight o'clock, nine o'clock, something like that. So I knew I was gonna be getting home late. So I get out there and we vibing and the DJ's going, DJ's playing, DJ's playing, it's getting past time, DJ's still playing. What time? Like, what time where is what she time at? we at now? It's like, nah, it's like so let's say let's say it started at eight. All right. Nine o'clock comes, nothing. <laughs> and she didn't have an opening act. It was just Lauren. Like it was a DJ playing and then it was supposed to be Lauren. Eight o'clock she was supposed to start. Eight o'clock 
past nothing. Nine o'clock passed nothing. Ten o'clock past. Ten o'clock passes nothing. Mm. Fam, it's getting close to like eleven o'clock. <laughs> you got three hours to go back to Indy. And I, I got a three-hour drive back to Indy. I gotta wake up and do the radio show. You know. Yeah. And so uh, it's like it's starting to get like close to midnight, and then um, Lauren comes out there. And she had the nerve to say, Uh-oh. how's everybody doing out there tonight? <laughs> how's, everybody, how's everybody doing? So a, dude, a, dude in the, a dude in the crowd said, yelled, how are we doing? Bleep you late. <laughs> she heard it, stopped the concert, and escorted dude out. Now, at the time, I didn't realize, she you know, called for the cops, get this dude out of there because he called out her name or whatever. And so I didn't realize at the time that she didn't really have the license to do songs from the Miseducation Lauren Hill. So wow. the concert starts. Wow. Concert starts, and she's doing these songs we've never heard before. Not even off, not even the unplugged stuff. Like not even just off the unplugged stuff. Different stuff. And we're like, I'm trying to catch the vibe. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know this song. I don't know this song. I'm like, I want to. You're just kind of like, what? And so <laughs> not in your head. People started leaving in droves, in droves. And there was like a line and people got their money. I got my money back that night and then headed out. So. Wow. So, let me just. Let Wait, me, what, what year is this? Oh, man. I got to check my Instagram. It was a handful of years ago. Right. I need to know what ago. era of Lauren Hill missing yeah. shows this was. So, <laughs> so, so two things. And, yeah, she I, was real defined about it too. Like oh she was really God. telling. Remember she was what, telling the crowd off. Like you know, you ain't got kids. You ain't in my life. You know, she was going off. Right on. before you go, Dexter. Remember? I got kids. But I still mean I got show. I got a kid, but I still got to show up to work on time. Right. Remember, got, remember a couple years ago when Nas and Lauren Hill were supposed to like uh, go on tour together. Yeah, or whatever that was. It was and yeah. pe- people were joking. That was last summer. Actually, people were joking oh. that oh, this is gonna be a Nas tour then. Show up. I remember because Nick Grant was over. We were talking about yo, you're gonna get tickets. I was was strongly considering it just as much. And Mike and I seem to be on the same wavelength as this. I'm a huge fan of Miseducation. Anybody knows me, that's one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this year was the 20th anniversary, right? So the tour, the tour came out. My best friend, he ends up going. I found out he went with his fiance, and I asked him. I saw him a couple weeks ago because I was thinking about going, but I was like, I didn't want, I didn't want Mike's situation. Like, like, I didn't I want my bad. situation, and I'm gonna say this: you don't know if you're gonna get your money back all right. the time. And put like, this, I have a daughter, and if me and my fiance we go, like, we gotta pay for childcare. I'm not trying to pay for <laughs> extra time when you know what I'm saying. Right, like, right, I, like right. you know you what I mean? Know if she's coming out, right? Right. So I don't know if she's coming out. So <laughs> I didn't go. People went, told me it was good, and she was on time. But I have a story similar to Mike. Although I don't think it's as grave as Mike's situation because Mike had to drive three hours back to Indianapolis. <laughs> right. I got to see Lauren Hill for the first time in my life at Afropunk here in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. Okay. And Afropunk, if anybody knows, is done in a public park, so they have to be very on time with how the artists come for their sets because there's only a certain time they can perform in the park or there'll be a noise complaint to people in the neighborhood in Fort Greene. So she was a headlining. Grace Jones was headlining. But Lauren was right before Grace Jones. Mm. Lauren comes on the stage late, right? How late? Uh, she was probably 45 minutes past when her set was supposed to start, right? So I think she only had 90 minutes. So because she was 45 minutes past, she keeps going. Afropunk, handling it the way that they should do, if you go past a certain time, they're going to tell you you've got to go. But the way after, she didn't want to go. Somebody came between one of her songs, came up on the stage, was like, look, Lauren, you got to go. Lauren, I, I was far away, so I couldn't really tell, but you could tell Lauren kind of told her, No. So Lauren kept going. So what did Afropunk do? They cut off the lights and they cut off her music. What does Lauren keep doing? She tells her band to keep playing. And they're still oh, playing. Man. Meanwhile, they're, wow. they're, they're, they were doing stuff off of Mr. Education, but they were doing it with, uh, you know, sort of a different rendition, a different okay. sound. So mm-hmm. it wasn't in the authentic way that you yeah, know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was disappointed at some point. I was vibing to the songs. I just sat down because, you know, it's, it's open. It's like a festival. So I just sat down. I'm like... This is just this was disappointing. Imagine <laughs> you waited to hear this person all this time, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they're late. Then I, I still don't think it's as bad as Mike because Mike had to try. Uh, no, all it's just that. you yeah. wanted to see Lauren and you didn't see Lauren. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you wanted, like you saw her, but it's like, nah, that's not. And it sucks because I don't, I don't trust, go, like, I don't trust going to see her now. It's like I was gonna ask you. It's no, like I don't you, know trust people, her. you know how people say you can't meet your idols. That's one of those. Well, where... Oh man! <laughs> like, yeah. would you would you go to a show now? She can do her music now, and if and if the if the word is she's showing up on time, then yeah, I'd go. I'd go check. Okay, it out. I don't I'd know if the word's ever gonna be this. I mean, the, up on yeah, time. if she's you know, it, but forty five forty five minutes is an improvement. And then you said how long ago was it? Oh, <laughs> uh, what was what? When was it? 
Cause that's not that's well. Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. I went. That was three years ago. And then years ago. when my boy just went, he said that she was the Nas. Okay, for okay, 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 was last year. Last, last year. year okay. Last How year. Did I even a, go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go. I think because I was probably still scared. <laughs> that's, that's I, yeah, I, I remember yeah, asking I you, be like, "Yo, you're gonna get tickets." I'm like, "Man, I don't know." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause I gotta I, ask people. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. You got, you got to do your research. We gotta get your money back. You gotta yeah. be on time. Cause you, you got know, your money back, right? Oh yeah, I got okay. my money back. <laughs> Cause, yeah. you, Cause you know, with, with you know, a lot of times with celebrities and with people, like they're gonna be late to shows. You understand? You give them courtesy, but three hours, fam. Yeah. And what? Yeah, like, yeah. I had the Jay and Beyonce concert I was at last week that got delayed. Because of thunderstorm, yeah. So they uh, ended up not starting. Maybe like two hours, fifteen minutes later, but they were there. I yeah, they were there. It was, right, they were there. They were there. It had nothing to do with that. It was rain. What are you gonna do? They do yeah. a good show too, by the way. I, I haven't seen this run. I saw them twice on the first one. I on saw them in uh, Cincinnati and I saw them in Paris. And they ah. amazing show, man. Yeah, man. Amazing show show was show was dope. It was it was, it was really I, dope. I gotta find us. Yeah, I gotta check them out. Yeah, it was dope. It was really dope. All right, we'll talk some more about that. We'll take one more break. When we come back. We'll talk about some more stuff in hip hop. Any other crazy stories? Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure up some more stuff to talk about. We come back on a Hard to Tell podcast. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via T Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting T Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories. And of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. Our guest, Michael Grady, sideline reporter for the Brooklyn Nets for the Yes Network. He's here with us. On the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca. You know, we still have to yeah. pick. We still have to pick a thirty-eight. We never got around to doing that. Oh, we did. I don't think we did it. You know what? Uh, damn, this all that list sucks. <laughs> I mean, yo. man, you know what? Just because I said Ugh, when I said it, I'm gonna go with Kwame Brown. You were finally. It I've been trying to get Kwame Brown for like three numbers. It evoked it evoked an emotion out of me, and I was just like, Ugh. What was the emotion? <laughs> no, the NBA Disgust. history. The NBA history of the number 38 is pretty bad. No former Indiana Pacers yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, you have Kwame Brown two years in Detroit. You got Anthony Cook one year in Portland. You got Jeff Cross. Who? Jeff Cross. Don't even remember him. Oh, I, I, I thought he junkie. was a dude that punched somebody, but that's Keith Cross, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jeff Cross? I don't know. Some dude no. from Sorry, 86. Some dude, <laughs> some dude named Vidor, whatever. He was with the Celtics a few years ago. Reggie Hearn. Uh, okay. Some other dude, Ron Knight, Mikey Moore one year, and Dale Mikey Wilkinson. Moore. Mikey Moore playing where? Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Not the Nets. Now he played for the Nets. Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah. I'm play Nets in Sacramento. <laughs> He's and, a good. And athletic. then baseball, there's Kurt Schilling, but you know we ain't trying to. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we'll, we'll go with uh we'll go with Kwame Brown. Cool with Mike, you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'll go. I'll go. I can't. I can't wait pickings. to text Matt that. Be like, yo, on the artwork, this is what we're Kwame going with. Brown. He's gonna be like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> if he even knows who Kwame Brown is, I don't know. He should. I hope so. I hope so too. I hope so. Um, I, th- I thought he was gonna be pretty good at one point. So Mike, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more more hip hop with you. Um, um, last one of the last couple episodes we did, we spoke about uh, the five Mike album rating in the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was like, good, that was a good convo, man. Yeah, that was, and, um, and like when that mattered, did it then, bring um, you yeah, back? I don't think, yeah, because I don't think people realize, man. It was it was the Bible, like for real. It was yeah. you know um, that's how you knew whether an album was was a good listen or not. And then it it added to what we were talking about earlier, the competition element. You know what I mean? For those who are conscious of that, it's like, nah, I mean, I get to have a five mic album in the source, that means something. Mm. And so I got to put something special out, you know? So Jay calls out a whole bunch of dudes. Going back to the Pusher and Drake conversation, Drake, uh, Jay calls out, a, you know, Mob Deep calls out Nas, you know what I mean? And he's making the Blueprint, yeah. and Blueprint's five mics. It's like, oh, man, that's dope. So Nas is working on his album. It's like, Nas, you got to bring it, son. You got to bring it. He drops Stillmatic. It's a five, five mic, mic album. album. It was an, that was an amazing time for him. It was an amazing so, time. How, how, much you know? did, how much did sales, like, where they talked about mattered, you know, as a, back then as opposed to now? 
Like, what, what, what was the big difference there? Because now I feel like the focus is definitely shifted towards we got to get numbers, analytics, yeah. and things like that, as opposed yeah. to let me try to put this out so then Metacritic can give me a 90. You know what I, I mean? I still think it mattered then in terms of your braggadocio, right? Like, you still, like, I mean, Jay was always talk, uh, talking talking that as much, too. But I still think yeah. you, I think there was, you wanted the the commercial success, but you still wanted the clout of being respected um, as putting right. out a great body of work. Right, right, right. No no question, no question. I think that means something. I mean, it, it, it meant something, and um, seeing its demise was uh, really frustrating because that, mm. was a, that, was a big, that was a big voice in hip-hop, and like you said, um, Menzino, who's... Speaking of the demise. Yeah, speaking of yeah, the demise. Menzino played that? a big role in that. Oh, well, he, doesn't agree, he doesn't agree with us. Yeah. He's like, really? You, I'm, you, I'm part of the demise? I'm like, yeah, man. But he didn't answer my tweet because I called him out for looking for his own... He searched his name to find Clearly. that. I didn't tag him. <laughs> For those of you who are confused, uh, we tweeted out a clip of our conversation uh, from the source. Which not Mike from the source, like, but on the music. source. <laughs> yeah. On right. the source, which, right. been, which Dexter said uh, the death of the source to him was when they give the Naked Truth Little Kim's 2005 album before she went to jail a five mic rating, to which Benzino said, really, that's why. And then I called him out for pretty much Twitter searching his own name and looking for his own tweet because I didn't tag yeah. him in that. And that was pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, his, his his beef with uh, Eminem killed it, and that was um that was uh, I was hoping it was to be for him. And it was <laughs> <laughs> he don't want this Freddy, smoke. But, killed, Yo, but he has but, but you know what's it's crazy because he has like almost five hundred thousand Twitter followers, and I'm like, there's no way he bought he bought a lot of those. There's no way, there's no way. Five hundred thousand people yeah, now, now now he's really gonna come for you. Five hundred thousand people aren't following Benzino in 2018. I'm sorry. Especially when you look him up in the Twitter audit, he only had like four thousand uh, five years ago. Like nah, bro. Yeah. What what happened yeah. in the last five years to he really spike VH, him he up? He was doing VH1 or something like that. Yeah, but he not. Doing, not oh yeah, you're doing, right. He was doing, doing that. Was doing but yeah. to that to that level, yeah. I mean, come on. He's coming at you now. Come on. Bro. Gonna, I can't wait to I can't wait to cut that clip. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming at you. So I mean, so Mike, what do you th- you know you talked about obviously how then it matters so much, but like, yeah. do you think that standard is kind of gone? in the caring of making a great album or is it like, hey, I'm hot, let's put out 19 tracks like Nicki Minaj's <laughs> album and then, you know, we don't care to revisit it. I think, I think this, I, I want to see where we go from this summer. Hmm. I want to see where we go. You know, I, I, J. Cole's album was strong. Again, I really like what Push did. There were a lot of really good albums where um, the quality of the album meant something and people were judging the quality of the album and it wasn't just, hey, this guy's throwing something out there. No, nah, I was like, I want to, I want to put something meaningful out there. Um, anytime Kendrick drops an album, like he doesn't, he doesn't drop songs. He doesn't have a single. You know, it's it's not an album full of singles. It is a album. You have right, to listen to it from start to, to finish. finish. And hopefully, we're getting closer to that. The, the the game is so so deep now with so many different guys and so many different personalities that you're gonna get a mixture. You're gonna get guys who are just I'm just putting something out there. I'm gonna have a couple of club records on there and then I'm I'm good. You know what I mean? As long as these sell and these get so many streams, I'm okay. But I'm with the guys, man, who um who wanna do albums, something that means something, something that you can always go back and listen to as yes. opposed to you know, once those singles run out and you like, I'm so tired of hearing this song, you've got nothing to go back to years from now. You know what I mean? But if you put out a dope album, you can always go back to that. I hate how Great. it manipulates the sales, too. Because if you listen to a single like a million times and all of a sudden yeah. well, that's the album Drake's... goes platinum before it even comes out. Well, that's Drake's <laughs> yeah. logic with the with the double album. You know, you got 20 whatever whatever tracks and it's like you're going through it. You're spending a lot of time listening to Drake's stream, you know, songs. Yeah. And that's just adding up in the stream. Oh, you streamed it so many. Yeah, so, yeah. it, you know, it's kind of manipulating the game a little bit. Yeah. And before I, we came on for this segment, mm-hmm. I brought up Freddie Gibbs because you're from Indiana. Yeah. But he's from Gary, which is like kind of the Chicago yeah. side. I was surprised that you yeah. never heard of him before. Uh, no, no. I saw him pop up on Tidal not long ago, and so I gave it a little bit of a listen. But I didn't even, even when I was listening, I didn't know where he was from. But, yeah, Gary's a, Gary's a, uh, another world from uh, Indianapolis. You know what I mean? So I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's another world. Hey, much, <laughs> much love to GI. But, uh, but no, but they, they close to that Chicago. Area, Chicago so. vibe. What, what was Dexter's a big fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not anti. I, and I'm, I've been getting into some, I listen to some of his older stuff and getting them a Did you see what more. I tagged you in on Instagram? Uh, somebody somebody made like a celebrity no. deathmatch type of Freddie Gibbs figure uh, with his oh, song snap. playing in the background. Uh, and it was just really funny artwork. Apparently, you know, I don't know. It was just funny. What? I, is there a problem? 
I tagged you with it also. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> no, I, I'm just. I'm, I've listened to some of the stuff. He can rap. He's not, I'm not a big fan. Of he can rap. Yeah, he can rap. <laughs> I mean, there's people who can't rap and they're attempting to rap, but that's a whole other story. I mentioned uh, a few of them earlier. But yes, okay. that's a, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Growing up, because um, I was, what what were you listening to that got you into hip hop? Um, because there really isn't an Indianapolis rap scene, or I don't know, is no, there? No, man, I was a big I was a big um, East Coast guy, so I grew up in that East Coast West Coast beef, and um, mm. I really wasn't feeling the um, the West Coast vibe. I just really liked the New York, the lyricism, that whole thing. And it's funny, I was just having a conversation with a guy. Um, Kevin not long ago, and he was asking me why, how I got into radio, and he's like, was it your voice? I was like, you know, <laughs> voice, voice is a part of it, you know, and I thought of something that I really didn't think about until that moment, and it was, you know, voice is one thing, but it's also, as you know, you guys know as broadcasters, you know, um, enunciation, you know, yes, articulate, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah. And hip-hop played an amazing role in that, and I did not realize it until huh. that moment. Um, the lyricism and to say, you know, there was nowadays with mumble rappers, you know what I mean? You can't understand what these cats are saying. Which and if I grew I up, if I grew up at this yeah. time, I, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. But hmm. you pop on, you know. What would you be um, doing, man? <laughs> you know, I'd have, a, I'd have a nice voice, but I'd be doing something else. You'd be a drug dealer, um, maybe? Uh, Selling these kids pills? <laughs> visualizing the realism of life and actuality. AZ. Who's the baddest yes, a person's it's status it's depends on salary. salary. Yeah. Like, that's, like, these guys are using, you know, it's not the cat jumped up. No, these are, like, they're using the vocabulary oh, and they're being articulate hear. so you can understand what they're saying because they want you to understand what they're right. saying because it's meaningful. Like, right. I don't want to, I don't want this to, I don't want you to lose sight of what I'm saying here. I want you to hear what I'm saying. What I'm saying is dope. I put in the work in to put this, you know, dope lyric together and I'm going to say it clearly so you can hear it. And that type of, me listening to that and reciting it, over and over and over again. I come on. You know what's crazy? Have you heard of Sky like, Zoo? Have you heard of Sky, Sky Zoo? Just, no. Because uh -huh. he's somebody, he's from Brooklyn, and we had him on the podcast a while ago, probably like February-ish. He's yeah. somebody you would really like because okay. he's all about that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's yeah. one of those dudes that's still carrying on that tradition. I was yeah. going to reference yeah, up go. because you brought up, uh, you brought up the AZ verse. And it's, you said it's not the cat jumped out or whatever, and that brought me to your Curtis Blow impression, which you still have not done on the podcast. Uh -oh. <laughs> he has a, Dexter has a great Curtis Blow impression. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's great, and I don't know if I can do a spot. <laughs> no, we, I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but I'm just letting you yeah. know that at some point it's gonna come along. And we're gonna is. clip it, and we're gonna make it. We're gonna put that all over social media. Oh, no. The one thing, the one thing. Well, Mike bringing up that verse was yeah. what? What two? That's things one of my you, favorite verses. Two ever. things you said there that I thought was interesting because now it makes me think about myself and. My career and getting into broadcasting, all this stuff and writing. I never thought about that. And then you bring up that verse to me is crazy because I love that verse. Yes. And it's also uh, off my favorite hip hop album. Yeah. And that's kind of really the album that made me really fall in love with hip hop. Illmatic, we're talking about. Yes. I, you know, just learning all the, the intricacism of the, li of the lyrics there. Dude. Dude. You know, and I don't think about it now, but obviously we use words so much. I'm speaking so much, and we're both on camera. We right. or Brian as well, too. And you have to be able to either think quickly, yeah. flip think things about words. Like yeah. we're coming up in broadcasting, it's like um, they'll tell you Peter Piper, pick the pecker, pickle peppers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Unique yep. New York, you know, New York unique. Yeah, yeah, uh, different yeah. little things like that. Fam, that's that's hip hop. That's like hip hop. And yeah. I remember riding on the school bus, and this dude was um, uh, it was next to me. He had his headphones on, and he was rapping to a Nas song. I don't even remember what Nas song it was, but he was like staying with. The lyrics and was just reciting, and I was like watching to it. I was like, "Damn, I gotta listen to, gotta listen to this song, man. I gotta, you know." And then it's just like challenged me to try, like, want to keep up with Nas in a verse and be as clear and not mumble through a part, but literally be with stay. Him. I still and, do that. Stay, yeah, try I to stay with that, him, yeah. dude. It's an exercise. It's yep. literally yeah. an exercise. You're exercising your mouth, your lips, your tongue, all that type your of mind. stuff. And that's yeah, and that's that's what we're doing in broadcasting. So mm -hmm. just thinking about that, man. Same thing with Jay, you know, 
Um, who want to bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever, live treacherous, all the etcetera's to the yeah. death of us. Me and my confidants, we shine you for the ambiance. But I heard I just that. rhyme. Like, these <laughs> are confidants. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Ambiance, all these different things. Like, you know, a young Mike, I don't, I don't know what that means, but now, now I want to look up what it is. And so I you're like, that's kind of you're stuff. falling in love with words. You're mm-hmm. trying to keep pace with him. And so, yeah, I had the voice, but I was trying to think about how did I get like the articulation, like the enunciation, all that type of stuff. And I had to point to hip hop. I had yeah. to point to hip hop, man. Is there an album for you like me where I can point it to either it's uh, Illmatic or from Midnight Marauders? Those are kind yeah. of the two albums that for me, like, yeah. is there an album for you that made you really fall in love with hip hop? Ah. A one that you was just like, wow. Because Illmatic was that for me. When I heard Nas, you know, it was like, man, I got to listen to this. You know, I had to, it, 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 I went back. I had to go back. So when I was growing up, you know, I was in, you know, re- religious household. And so there was like certain artists that I can listen to. Mm. And then on my own, I would like listen to stuff on the radio. Yeah, I know that. And then I got to a certain, <laughs> you feel me? So that. it got to, um, uh, and so it got to a certain point where I could kind of like listen to what I wanted to. And then in conversation with people about hip hop, it's like, now nah, you got to go back and check this, you got to go back and check that. And so then I went back and listened to records. Um, J- uh, Illmatic's a big one for sure. Um, Reasonable Doubt. Yep. Jay's, I mean, Jay's my guy, man. Jay's, Jay's got my me too. through a whole lot, man. It's, 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 uh, he's helped me a big, he's another one. If, if it, Jay's helped me along the way too about, um, The way Jay just talked, like he knew he was the best, and he talked like he was the best, and it was like the whole confidence thing. And so for me, being a young young radio dude, you know, only do the color in the whole office or whatnot, and I knew that I was talented, but people are looking at me like this dude is like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? And so it was like listening to music that just gave me a a bravado, a confidence. You know, I would listen to it before I would go into the office because I'd walk down the hallways and people wouldn't look at you in the eye. You know what I mean? Like, who is this dude? You know, that type of stuff. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I don't need you to look at me in the face. Like, I'm a, you know, I just listen to, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And it's just so, um, but, uh, but Biggie also, Biggie was, um, Biggie was amazing with his wordplay and putting songs together and stuff like that. Really, really good. Um, There's a number of guys, but I would say Nas and Jay are kind of like my big, you know. Yeah, that's my my one and two. Still has been. um, Probably always. I don't know, always will be. You know, Kendrick's definitely moved up there. Kendrick's Kendrick's amazing. Kendrick's Kendrick's like his third right now. (laughs) I mean, mean, he's he's moved up there for me. I just think he's. I think think when when I met you, he was like in your top ten, and now he's like. Oh, he's definitely in my top five now. Absolutely. (laughs) progressively like yeah he's right there. after the next album he'll be like 2a we'll see he, we'll see i mean i don't like saying things too early but we'll see what's man. his what's his best album oh yo that, so that's tough for me i have to say wait wait, wait. can i offend you first offend me yes i saw somebody on t- <laughs> <laughs> like, saw, like does anybody ever say yeah go ahead offend me <laughs> well, I, I saw somebody on this probably won't offend you but i saw somebody on twitter recently say and I want to find who it was because I forgot. Let's say that to Pimp a Butterfly is average. But it was a white dude, so I don't think he gets the album. So, yeah. I think their tweet is average. It's below average. Below average. That's I think Because I'm pretty sure you're of the mindset that that's his best album. No, 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 no. That, that would be wrong. See, here's the thing. No, I think Good Kid, Mad City. You I, still think Good Kid? Okay. I would say. Hey. Sorry. Yes. No, no. I, you here's, here's why. Here's why. I, and I, I, I love to Pimp a Butterfly. I love. It's. It's. To me, if you're, this is the way I look at it. I could see, it's hard for me to put myself, but if I'm a 9, 10, 11-year-old kid that grew up in 2012 and heard Good Kid Man City, that is like what Illmatic was for me, mm. listening to that at 10. Okay. In this terms of taking you to a place that's different, the lyricism, the concept, um, I think it's that good. I think it's it, it, one through twelve. I'm taking out the bonus tracks. So I just look at that. It's just really good. Yeah, you don't like that Mary J. Blige song? No, but that doesn't count to me. Just <laughs> one through twelve in that song, starting it's... from the intro to to Compton, mm. is fantastic. The concept. This is another album I put with Miseducation that where the skits never annoy me. I could be playing yeah, that, so cleaning it's... my apartment. And I will never be like, oh, I don't want to hear the skits. The skits are so it's fantastic. It's not a throwaway. It goes with, it the, goes it goes with, with the flow yeah, of the album. Yeah. To Pimper Butterfly, also fantastic. I think you, I might, there's time, obviously I'm a jazz fan too. So yeah. sonically, yeah. I love that album. I love the jazz influence, the samples. I just put it a notch below Good Kid Man City. I think they're both classics. But I just put them, a, I put it a notch below. That's where I put it. I'm gonna, if you ask me, if you said, hey, straight you on an island, you got to take one Kendrick album with you to go, I'm taking Good Kid Man City. 
I probably am too. Yeah. Although uh, Section 80 was something I really loved because that came out when I was in high school and I was okay, listening yeah. to it so my young. entire senior year. So young. What? <laughs> it always, <laughs> it always goes school. back to that. <laughs> what, do, what do you think? What do you think? Mike, so you, you think Good Kid, Man City? Oh, Good Kid, Mad City, yeah, because that was at the beginning. You know, Section 80 is, you know, great, but I, I look at the beginning, uh, it was Good Kid, Mad City. Like, commercial success, people knowing who he was, and it was just like, I got to let people know. Like, you were saying one of the artists, you know, Rhapsody or whatnot, her first, okay, yeah. her next one's got to be Yeah, we were talking point, about you know that what I mean? there, where yeah. Layla's Wisdom, her last album, was like, okay, you're here now, and then the next one, that's the second like one on Rock yeah. Nation is going to be like, yeah. Good Kid, Mad City, Good baby. Kid, Mad City, and so that's how I feel, and so he's had, he hasn't had a bad album yet and and there's this thing in hip-hop where you drop your first one Second and one you is... get everything you get everything out you know what i mean if you're 20 years old you got 20 years you put into this album and then the second one is maybe eh, and a lot you know of people I mean? now don't even lot... make it to that first album yes yeah, you know true. what i mean yeah. like they they get the single and then that's it it's to say that he keeps putting out strong work you know what i mean is is really incredible he just keeps challenging himself and taking it to another level but I, you know, I'm older than dude, and yeah, I I still felt where he was coming from. Like I don't know the California lifestyle, or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I felt everything that he was saying, and that the storytelling in there was was magnificent. It was it was just it was just great. Album, that's man. that's for that reason is why I kind of compare it in that vein to Elmatic because I felt like if you weren't from New York, if you listened to Elmatic, it puts you in a time capsule, almost the same way even Reasonable Doubt does. It was kind of the beginning of that. Braggadocio, swagger yeah. rap, and Jay, you felt Jay. You yeah. felt Jay and the and Nas in those albums. And I felt Kendrick captured that perfectly in the album and telling you the story of his youth. And you just anytime I listen to it, I'm like, this is a brilliant yeah. taking like, somebody along for a brilliant ride. I just like I like rappers who want you to know what they are saying. And if you really don't have a whole lot to say, then you're probably doing <laughs> and, and spending a lot of money on production. And that's it. You know what I mean? The only thing we can recite is the hook. Like, that's not what I want to listen to, you know what I mean, yeah. on a regular basis. Man. I've always, I, need, I've, I've, I need some substance. Yeah, yeah. Substance. I agree. I've, I've always said this man. probably like four dudes that I listen to that have tattoos on their face. That's it. Voice <laughs> 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 of 5'9", Rick Ross, Davies, and maybe Lil Wayne. <laughs> Maybe one thing before <laughs> be, before we wrap this Anybody up. Anybody else got tattoos uh, in their face? Mike, nah, nobody. nobody's tattoos in the face here. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not here. But I'm saying. Oh, 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 right. oh I was game, looking around. I was like, game tattoos on his face. Game okay, so we can game. take out Lil Wayne and put the game in there because I don't really listen to Lil Wayne anymore. Neither do I. Speaking of, wait, 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 yes. wait, wait. I, on that thought, the yeah. game, did you see that he was uh, at the Drew League and got a fight with one of his teammates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is that something he that apologized? I don't care. Is that something <laughs> that you fight in your you fight? That's apparently that's his friend. Like they're boys. Like and I get fighting with your friends. I'm being you boys know no I mean. more after that. <laughs> yeah, in front of all those people because I fought with my fr- growing up. I used to fight a lot, right? So I fought <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm serious. So I grew up like we used to fight a lot, like over over dumb stuff, whatever. <laughs> Did you do this with your friends? No, <laughs> like, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm like, what? Were they, were they really friends? <laughs> yeah, we all nah, really we was, friends. We was cool yeah. back then. Uh, now we grew, you know, we got older and stuff. Anyway, so what I'm saying is <laughs> the whole thing of him fighting his boy on the same team, I think that that's, that's normal, whatever. But to do it in the Drew League, yeah, no, and, that's and, and that's probably not normal for, you know, he's like almost 40. So he probably shouldn't be doing that well, too. Well, that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Cause what, it's Because I'm talking about what I used to do there, but I was like 12. Right. And so <laughs> there's a different level of judgment there. I feel like game's too grown for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have you ever been grown. in that situation? Like, you've never fought one of your friends? Like, during no. a basketball game? <laughs> no. No, man. Like, I've had, no. I got into an argument so with I'm, my friends. So I'm, I'm wilding here. Yeah, you definitely yeah, wild. You're definitely wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you said you did that when you was 12, so I'm looking at that differently. All right. Yeah. If you told me you did it now, like. <laughs> like, yo, yo gotta, the other day. Yeah, you, you know go, what I'm saying? We can't, we can't talk anymore. I'm, I don't know. I'm looking we went at you to West 4. I'm looking right at you the whole differently. <laughs> like, next next time you come to a Nets game, Mike's going to be looking like, yo, that's that guy to be fighting on fighting basketball courts. <laughs> I've lost. I'm getting old, man. I've lost all <laughs> energy to knuckle wait, up, wait, man. Wait, I don't wait, have the energy to do that. Like, I don't want to be doing that. Wait, there's another segue. There's another segue that you just opened up. Have you ever wanted to fight somebody in a media room before? <laughs> I've been no, disgusted man. with people in the media room yeah. before. I have too. I'm See, I don't have the want... energy to want to fight anymore. I, I don't want to. You never I, want to be like Yo, they don't this want game that is want, over. They don't want that <laughs> smoke, and I don't have the energy to even go there. 
nor time. I don't. Yeah, I don't have. Plus, energy. I like what I do. I don't, don't want to. Then I'm gonna get kicked out of the media. I like what I do. Me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do it. And then next thing you know, Mike's gotta be telling some stuff. Like, remember, <laughs> that time, remember that time I saw Dexter in the Nets media room? Before was he threw like the food in somebody's face? Like, nah, 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 nah. nah. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't hang around long enough to get riled up. Two one two knuckle up, man. I, See, there I, you I, go. I don't have, Mike's I don't like, yo, I'm in the locker room. Like, this, I get get this, those post game yeah, stuff. This I'm conversation's out. getting real stupid right now. I'm gonna take my cookies and head back to the court, man. I just. <laughs> which, which, by you saying that, tells me you've already met the interesting characters you need to meet around the media. We ain't gonna call oh, they're them. They're everywhere. Names. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. All right, man. We want to thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, absolutely. And thank absolutely. you for coming and joining us again. You can check uh, Michael Grady on the Yes Network. He will be on the sidelines. For the Nets, with the Yes Network, this coming season. Not a very intricate Twitter name, too. Just at Grady. You'll find him. Real real (laughs) simple. simple. You'll find (laughs) him. Real simple. Um, He also, you can check check out his uh, show, Monday to Fridays, on 107.5 FM and 1070 The Fan in Indy. So uh, if you're any transplanted Indianapolis sports fans out there, I'm sure you talk about stuff nationally, too. Oh, yeah, no doubt. they, They can definitely check you out. Man, thank you for coming on. Um, we hope to have you back. Yeah. Talk some more hip hop. Hopefully it's in an even better state when you come back. (laughs) Right. We hope so. All right. So that's it. Uh, Did we talk talk enough Nets? Are Nets fans going to be We did, but we're going to talk about the extra. So for those, we're going to have a little extra thing. So we're going to talk a little Nets uh, with Grady. (laughs) But we're saving that for for those of you who want to watch. You support that through Patreon. We'll get to that in a little bit later. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit more Grady about that. You can hear that. Um, But for Brian Fonseca, and Michael Grady. I'm Dex Andrews. See y'all next time on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast.